The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. If you're new around here, we have a specialty thing that we talk about, charcuterie board picks. A charcuterie board Mm. pick is when you are on an island, when you're the only person of us three that believes that that team is going to win. Michael Kist, sir, you cover the Philadelphia Eagles mostly, but you are a huge Tennessee Titans fan, and you were the only one who took the Titans, got the big overtime win over the Houston Texans, 42-36. to Derrick Henry, I saw a tweet that said, I hope all the people that say don't pay running backs are seeing what Derrick Henry is doing in Nashville. <laughs> Kissed your thoughts on your Titans. Well, number one, I, I told you guys that we weren't respecting them enough coming into this thing, right? And and speaking this of guy. <laughs> speaking of Derrick Henry, he's had he's had two 100 yard games already this year, but he also had 31 and 26 carries in those games, respectively. This was by far his best of the season, and it didn't take him long to get going at all. First round went for, went for 18. A little later, he hit for 34. We all saw the 94 yarder late where he broke the land speed record. Uh, outstanding stat of the day. 174 yards for Henry after contact. He even added a 53-yard reception that helped set them up for the Wildcat Wildcat touchdown from five yards out. Great vision this game, great patience, and when he got rolling, he rolled. This was like what all the advertising and the hype was telling me Henry was supposed to be this season. Hadn't seen it really this year until yesterday. Uh, well, when he's on, it's scary AF. Uh, Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith is going to get some calls this offseason because what he's done with Ryan Tannehill during his time there is nothing short of magical. He's been with the Titans since 2011. He started as a defensive quality control coach, and almost every year he's taken on a new role. Watch out for his name as heads roll around the league as we go through this. Speaking of coordinators, I miss, and I'm sure the Titans miss, the Blitzmaster, Dean Pease, who retired after last season. Titans going without a DC this year. I think they're worse off for it, uh, despite some success against the Bills last week. Uh, and look, this offense for the Texans does look different when Will Fuller is healthy. We should recognize that. Guy hasn't played a full 16 in his career, was dealing with a hamstring issue this year. But you notice when he's at 100% because he's got the Jets. Six, 123, and one was his stat line in this one. His third 100-yard game of the year. Him and Watson are the only things keeping this team in games because for all the praise that I put on the Titans offense, the Texans defense is certified booty cheeks. And I'm not surprised at all that they got lit up. Uh, It's going to take a while to fix this thing in Houston. And it looks like... Jack Esterby, who started with the Kansas City Chiefs as a chaplain, is going to be tasked with finding the men to do it. And it's a good thing he's religious because they need Jesus in Houston. Yeah, praise the Lord to fix that mess in in Houston. Well, I I just think what everybody else thinks, right? Derrick Henry is a mirage. He's a mirage. Six feet three, 238 pounds. And he runs to me like one of these speedbacks in a way. Uh, The Titans finished this game with a franchise record 601 yards of total offense. Fantasy Joe Anthony Fersker had 113 of those yards, uh, much to the chagrin of all those Janu Smith owners. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looks like a legitimate franchise guy. Kissed, you noted, Will Fuller has the Jets well. 30 for 41, 364 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Shout out to Adam Gase uh, for uh, not being able to do that with Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry, (laughs) 212 yards, two touchdowns, two receptions for 52 yards. The screen in overtime uh, didn't make sense in my brain. That's what I'm talking about with the Mirage. Just doesn't look like that he should be able to run that fast. A couple facts here. Titans are 16-0 when Henry runs for at least 100 yards. Titans have scored at least 31 points in four straight games. 
the key sequence for me here was the Texans score with less than two minutes left, and Romeo, Romeo, oh, where fall? Don't be on the wrong side of this, Pete. Romeo, my man, says instead of making it an eight-point lead, we're going to make it a nine-point lead, ending this thing. The two-point conversion fails. The Titans score on a five-yard touchdown run. We talked about how I didn't like the aggression from Zimmer last week. This one I like. You have a touchdown lead anyway. This is the type of calculated risk you take. It took the Titans until four seconds left on the clock to score. It didn't work out, but this, my friends, and let me walk you through this here. This is an example of good aggression. It didn't work out, but that's the type of decision you make because you still have the touchdown lead upsetting for the Texans who are on the verge of sort of retelling their 2020 story. You're about to be two and four after a great win and shredding the shackles of woke Bill. And now you're one and five. And now it's a two loss window to make the playoffs. Um, And then another note for you guys. Did anyone watch the overtime toss? Because Deshaun Watson knew the game was over as soon as he saw that the Texans had lost uh, the toss, and I'm just going to whisper this here, college overtime rules are better. Coins yes. should not be determining the livelihood of people in the NFL. Great game. The game of the week. Pete wants everybody uh, to acknowledge that overtime stance as the Patrick Mahomes rule kissed from the right. 2018 AFC Championship game. Just so we're all clear, it all comes back to the Chiefs. <laughs> I liked the aggression from Romeo Cornell. I think that Mike Vrabel should have gone for two after scoring the touchdown in the final seconds of the game. Obviously, still worked out for the Titans and that they won. Kissed, uh, we talked about this in our pre-show meeting. Very official stuff. Lots of coffee and donuts going around the three of us. Twitter is talking, and Broadway Sports was the first place I saw officially do a write-up and an analysis on this. But it appears, Pete, you mentioned the touchdown the Texans had to take the lead late in the game. When Houston was driving, it does appear pure um no confirmation yet but that mike vrabel intentionally kissed through 12 men out on the field in an effort to stop the clock and save some time because it was second and one for the texans he knew they would eventually convert that uh stopping the clock being conserving the clock more than anything at that moment Time is the true enemy. It was inevitable. It's a lot of times people playing Madden, let them score, you know, just just to get the ball back, give yourself a chance. Obviously, ideally, you hold the Texans to a field goal. The Titans didn't, but still ended up winning. Let's assume that's true because there's a lot of reason to believe that that's true. We've seen, again, as Broadway Sports noted, uh, Mike Vrabel has done this before. We obviously all saw what he did against the Patriots last year and those hijinks. Is, Is Mike Vrabel... Yeah, because I think Pete's right. I think Ryan Tannehill is certainly in the mix for you know top quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know what number we want to put on that and exhaust ourselves debating, but Mike Vrabel is a is a better coach than Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback to me, which isn't a shot at Tannehill. I am a fighting Texas Aggie myself, but that was really impressive. And and it, to Pete's point, I mean they scored the game tying touchdown with four seconds left. Those forty or whatever seconds they conserved ended up being precious. I mean this is this comes down to Bill Belichick, and you, that's what I was going to talk about was how this happened with the Patriots and the Titans last year where they kind of go back and forth with trying to draw penalties and save time and whatnot and eventually one of them just throws up the white flag and says okay you got it but yeah I mean it's it's a super smart move you you know the rule book in and out and you take every avenue that you absolutely can to conserve time and go win yourself a football game so nothing but praise for Vrabel here like if people are mad at him I, I I just don't get it man that's 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 the way it goes you take advantage you take every avenue you can to win the game 
Rabel is a hero for that. I would do the same. And Pete's over here shaking his head. Come on, Pete. If you were playing Madden, would you not? Would you not do that? Or are you fair? Um, it's not fair. It's a good point uh, by you. You play to win the game, which is uh, exactly why we all watch and and they play on Sundays. What I I would say is I think it was brilliant. I think it was Belichickian. What it's funny to me is nobody that comes under Belichick as a coach can have success, but this is a former player, and I think he's earned his baby belly nickname here and good for him it won the titans the game yeah. that move won the titans the game so good on him and a really smart coach and for what it's worth he's breaking through what i think is this thought among nfl people where oh he's this big bulky you know scatterbrained head coach he's just toughness no he's like a really really smart and wise football coach he's like the wise old owl in some of those tootsie pop commercials i i like mike Vrabel. <laughs> And and he deserves to be there. Good for him. And the team is the team is built in his image, right? And like a lot of uh, coaches preach yeah. toughness and everything like that. This Titans roster is is tough and smart from from the first guy to the fifty third. The Titans to me just kind of feel like like you know like a a colder day outside where like you haven't shaved and and you're just you, you feel the wind on your neck. You know what I mean? Like in in in, in your eyes. Like that's just what I feel when mm. I watch the Titans. Like like an intense. You know, I I can't wait to take a shower type, a warm hot shower type thing. You know, what I'm talking about like I don't no. I don't know what that is. Like it, it, it's a, there's a lot of work in what they do, which is a good thing. I realized that that, that well, got a bit off the rails. We we thought that in the AFC, the flashy teams that were the Chiefs and the Ravens that they would be at this point, you know, one and two. But it's these blue collar organizations, the Steelers and the Titans, who will are, meet next week, by the way, in the rescheduled game. Yeah, they're the cream of the crop right now and it's blue collar you know no shave november whatever you want to call it <laughs> i'm ready to go to the steel factory and put the weight on my back type of teams and i'm excited for that matchup next make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the sb nation nfl show wherever you get your podcasts